Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the Bobby Podcast. My name is Bobby Kazmaier, and for the last year and a half, I've been creating content on TikTok and through this podcast, navigating my experiences in ED recovery, what I've learned in recovery, um, how I've been able to overcome certain struggles with EDs and recovery, going through all my experiences, sharing them with you guys because I've found a true passion for helping and inspiring others going through similar struggles I was going through with food Um, and now using my experiences and learning from them to share that knowledge with others. And I want to reiterate the fact with this podcast, I am simply sharing my own experiences. I am not a licensed nutritionist. I'm not a registered dietitian. I'm not an eating disorder recovery coach. I'm not certified, not licensed in anything. I'm simply sharing my own experiences through eating disorder recovery. Um, Through this last year and a half, I've been able to grow a following of over 200,000 people on TikTok, which to this day still blows my mind. Um, But like I said, I've been able to use my platform on TikTok to Um, help others, make others feel less alone um, if they're struggling with food or body image or anything along those lines. And it's truly been amazing. Um, And I love this podcast, especially because I love the fact that I'm able to express what I want to say in a longer form of content. Because there's only so much you can fit into a TikTok or an Instagram reel. Um, Being able to just sit with a microphone and just really be authentic for 30 minutes to an hour is amazing. Uh, it's really, it's, it's, it's truly great. It's awesome that I'm even able to do this. Um, so that being said, I really hope you enjoy the episode and thank you so much for listening. All right. How are we doing everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Bobby podcast. Um, today's episode is going to be about something that a lot of people struggle with. I've struggled with for a long time and I still am not a hundred percent um, I haven't hundred percent figured it out yet. Um, I'm making strides to do so. Um, but I'm not hundred percent there yet. And that is always feeling the need to finish the food on your plate. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to be breaking down why I think, um, I myself feel the need to do this. Um, why I did it so much in the past, why it's so hard to, to quit doing, um, breaking it down, why I think so. Um, and I think these reasons are relatable for a lot of people. That's why I want to bring these to light. Um, and I'm, I'm going to be bringing it all the way back to when I was a, a very little kid. Like some of these habits and some of these reasons why date back years. And they just they, they still pop up to this day. Um, so I want to talk about all of these reasons why I think it's so hard for a lot of people and myself specifically to leave food on their plate and not eat the entire thing and not eat and, and eat like 
10 chips and put the bag away. And like these things can be so tough to do. Um, for those who have struggled with disordered eating, eating disorders, anything like it's, it can be so hard to do. Um, so I'm, I'm just gonna talk about why I think it is and just analyzing every reason why I think it's tough for me and the general population or the general population of those within this community. Um, why it's so tough to leave food on your plate. So as I just mentioned in the introduction, there are several reasons or a few reasons that date all the way back to my adolescence, my childhood, that could potentially correlate with why at times I still feel the need to eat past the point of fullness. And in my opinion, these reasons are relatively common for a lot of people. Um, uh, especially growing up. Uh, and the first one is the classic like line you'll hear, whether it was in your own life or like on a TV show and the kids are eating dinner and the, and like the parent says like, uh, no dessert until you finish all your food or like no dessert until you eat all your vegetables like that. Hearing those, um, I've heard those a couple of times, like I said, whether, whether that be, um, on like a TV show or my own experiences, I've, experienced that before. Um, and when I think about that now, um, like needing to finish food in order to get more food, <laughs> like finishing your dinner or your vegetables to get dessert, um, in a sense, your, your reward for finishing food is more food. <laughs> and that right there, it, it, like food becomes a reward right there. And when food becomes a reward, when you have that mentality, that mindset of food becoming a reward, um, that just directly can correlate with viewing foods as good or bad. Again, this is just all my uh, interpretation of it, <laughs> just from my own experience and how I navigated this um, experience as I got older. And now that I kind of realized that this is probably what it meant. Um, so like when I when I hear now that, oh, if, if I finish this food, I get to eat more food. That's my reward. Um, not only am I viewing a certain food as a reward and that food was typically dessert. So that's like ice cream, cake, cupcakes, I mean, like, you, you know, what dessert is. Um, so that right there, when now, like if I see those foods, my brain could potentially view those foods as reward foods as good or bad foods, because you're, you're only allowed to eat them as a reward. Um, and just growing up, the reward was finishing the food on your plate, but now the reward factor is kind of different. Um, cause I know like I can eat dessert whenever, like there's no set time or set place to eat dessert. You can have dessert whenever you want. Um, but there could still be instances where like my brain sees a brownie or an ice cream, whatever it may be, and instantly go, Oh, that food's bad. And why is that food bad? It's bad because that food used to be a reward for you finishing your good food, <laughs> uh, in quotation marks. Um, but obviously, I, I know that there are no such thing as good or bad foods. Food is not like placing more value on food is only going to damage your relationship with food. Um, but when my head is still caught in that old mentality at times, like I, and like I said, I'm at a point now where I can acknowledge that and I can catch it, um, but it's still there. Um, so I think just getting told that 
if you finish this food, you get more food. <laughs> that also just plays a huge factor because like if I'm eating something now and I start to wonder like, just like internally, I start to wonder like, oh, if I finish this food, am I am I earning more food later? It's so weird. It's, it just feels so backwards because if you're eating and you feel full, you should want to stop eating. But you also, but like in this case, you like, you want to continue to eat because you're dating back to the old, oh, I get to earn more or like I'm earning more food if I finish this food. So it's just, it's it feels so backwards when you say it out loud. Um, but I think that's just where, my head can get at times. Like I said, I know now that that's not how it works. And um, you don't need to earn food ever. I say that I think in every single podcast episode, but I decide I love to hammer that point. Like food is not something that is earned. Um, but I think it's like growing up and hearing like, oh, if you finish this, you get this, you get ice cream if you finish your vegetables and eat all of it and clean your plate. Um, I think just hearing that and then thinking about it now I really think it, it kind of kickstarted the whole viewing food as a reward thing, which in turn, uh, you start to view foods as good or bad. And that just overall hurts your relationship with food. Um, but thankfully, I've been able to climb out of that for the most part. Like I said, it can still be there at times, but I catch myself and I acknowledge it. But I think that's a, a main culprit why at times I still feel the need to clear my plate. Okay, so up next, I also heard this growing up. I honestly still hear it now, just depending where I am and what situation I'm in. And I'm sure a lot of you can relate and have also heard this before. But it's just um, you hear, oh, don't let food go to waste. Like, don't don't let this go to waste. We got to eat this. Don't let it go to waste. Um, like you, in a sense, when you hear that, you feel guilty if you don't finish it, so you feel inclined to finish it, whatever you're eating, even if like you're just like, you're so physically full, like you literally can't stomach another bite of food. Um, just hearing, oh, don't, don't let this go to waste. Like, like, you know, like, do you know how many people would kill to have what you're eating right now? Like that, like that guilt, it's like, it feels like a different kind of food guilt because like I've experienced the, the, the food guilt that involves like, for example, like, like the guilt and shame from a binge, like that's a kind of food guilt I've dealt before. But this, like, don't let food go to waste. That's like a whole different kind of food guilt. Because <laughs> um, ironically, it's like the exact, it feels like the exact opposite of food guilt from what a binge would be. Because like, if you're, um, if you're feeling guilty from a binge, you feel guilty and shame for eating way too much, eating until you're physically uncomfortable. Um the guilt is because you overate um, or binged. On the other hand, on this side of the spectrum, not letting food go to waste, you would feel guilty if you didn't eat it and you didn't continue to eat past the point of fullness. So I don't know. I just kind of put two and two together together there. That was kind of interesting to think about. Um, and something I've heard with this one that helps a lot because that guilt is there. Like if you, like you don't want food to go to waste um, because yeah, if you don't eat it, you're going to throw it in the trash and it goes to waste. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> so there's two things that I've heard and they kind of go together. Um, the first thing I've heard, and I wish I can remember who said this. I didn't invent this or make this up. So it's not, don't give me credit. Um, so the first thing is that when you really think about it, whether you eat the food or not, it goes to waste anyways. And I will let you decipher that and kind of put two and two together there because I don't feel like saying that out loud. Um, so when when you think about it, whether you throw it out or you're 
or, or you don't, it's going to eventually go or turn into waste. That's just, that's how I think of it. Um, because when you think about it, the waste, like you've, the amount you're eating, um, until you're at a satiety point, that's all your body needs. If you're, whatever you eat past that, that's going to turn into waste anyways. So it's going to be waste if you throw it out, but it's also going to be waste if you don't throw it out and you eat it and you eat past the point of fullness. Um, and it's just like your body doesn't need it. So it's going to turn into waste. Um, so that helps me out a lot with this one. Another one is, like I said, this one kind of coincides with it, but when you do that, if you do decide to eat past the point of fullness, um, because you don't want the food to go to waste, you're in a sense turning and treating your own body as a wasteland because you're basically saying, oh, here, body, take this food that you obviously don't need and you're just going to put the waste anyways. Um, here, take it. <laughs> Even though I don't want it, you probably, you, you don't need it. I don't want it. I'm really full. Um, but here you go. Like when you do that, you're treating your own body as a wasteland in a sense, which is really interesting when I first heard that. And I was like, wow, because I never honestly really thought about it. Like it's going to go to waste regardless. Um, it's just different forms of waste, I guess. Um, and like I said, this all does like, you know, when you, when you do hear things like um, people, you know, X, Y, Z would have like would kill to have what you're eating. Yes, that's hundred percent true. And like being able to have food to waste is entirely a privilege and it's something I'm really grateful for. Um, but you don't want to, you, you have to think of yourself a little bit with this and don't like, you you don't want to be treating your body like a wasteland. You don't want to um, give it food that it doesn't need, especially if you don't even want it and you're only doing it just to satisfy whoever's saying, oh, don't let this go to waste. We got to eat this all right now. Um, another thing too is like, this is, I guess this only applies to like when you're going out to eat or um, yeah, like you're at a restaurant, um, you're going out. Uh, leftovers are always an option. <laughs> I know that's like, you can always get leftovers. I know it's easier said than done, especially if, you, if you've dealt with like an all or nothing mentality with food. Um, like I had before, like getting leftovers can be kind of tough and like, you feel like you need to eat it all right now. Um, but leftovers are an option. Like leftover pizza the next day is really good. <laughs> Just as an example, leftover pasta is really good. I mean, anything leftover, honestly, it might taste better than when you're actually eating it. That's, that's my one hot take for this episode. But, um, yeah, I mean, if you're out to eat and um, you know that you're at a point where like you're really full and any if you continue to eat, uh, you're going to feel like you're treating your body as a wasteland, you can get leftovers like it'll always be there. You can have it tomorrow. The food will always be there tomorrow, um, you know, for in most cases. Um, just keep that in mind, like those those couple things with not letting food go to waste, because I, I, I like if I had a uh, nickel for every time I've, I've heard don't let food go to waste, I would be. A millionaire like it's like I, I hear it so frequently but when you really think about it like <laughs> it's going to waste regardless that's just that's how I think about it now so this next reasoning I've already kind of alluded to a little bit in that last segment um and this is more on the, the for those who who have experienced um disordered eating habits or um eating disorders before and it's just your brain like even if you're at a point of recovering um your brain could still be caught in the restrict binge mentality, the all or nothing mentality. And I've had this happen to me. <laughs> I can't even tell you how many times this happened to me where like, say I'm out to eat and, um, or just I'm eating in general. And like, uh, I, I feel myself getting full. Like I feel it. 
I started to get a little bit hot. Like, you know, like you, you know, when that happens, like you start to feel full, you get a little bit of hot, you feel warm, you kind of like sweat a little bit almost. Um, you're at that point, like you, you're full, like you feel full, but your brain could still be caught in a restrictive mindset because I restricted for years, like for multiple years, I restricted. And even though I can't get myself to restrict anymore, because I know how detrimental that is and how it could literally kill you. Um, and I don't do it anymore. I can't, my brain in my head could still be caught in the old restrictive mentality where it knows from, and I've talked about this before, but like, it knows when I've restricted in the past, <laughs> it like gets ready to not have food again if that makes sense. i don't even know if i explained that correctly or in the most efficient way possible but basically like because i restricted for so long my brain is always like it's my brain and my body are prepared to be back in a restrictive starvation kind of state because it knows that i because at any time i can start restricting again even though i'm not um it just like prepares itself so if i have a big plate of food in front of me and, and if i'm full my brain is telling me to eat it all because it's preparing like just in case I restrict again, it wants to have as much food as possible so it can sustain itself for a longer period of time. If that makes sense. Like I said, even though I don't restrict anymore, my brain and my body are preparing for that uh, for me to restrict just in case I decide to, which I won't. But as a result of that, my brain wants me to eat more food than I actually need um, because my body's thinking, oh, this could be our last meal for a long time. Like we got to make sure we eat all of it. We get all the nutrients, we get everything we need so we can uh, sustain this for a longer period of time because he's going to restrict again. But um, so it, it thinks this is like the last time I'm ever going to eat <laughs> basically. Um, so when that happens, I feel inclined to eat uh, everything in sight and or not everything in sight, but everything on my plate, um, even if I'm full. And once I do that, I feel extremely full, obviously, because I, I eat more than I used to. And then because I don't restrict anymore and uh, and I'm, I know I'm going to eat again, I'm going against what my body thought was going to happen. My body thought I was going to restrict again. So it wanted me to eat everything now because I go against that and I eat again. It, it It's harder to eat later because I just ate a shit ton right there in that moment. So having that uh, old restrict binge mentality, that mindset, the all or nothing mentality, having that, the the classic, oh, you're never going to eat again after this. You got to eat everything now. We'll start the diet tomorrow. The, the whole diet culture nonsense mentality stuff, that kicks in so much. Not so much for me still, but every now and then, and I know that happens for a lot of people, um, <laughs> which is, it's it, it sucks having that mentality because like you know you're past it. But it's still just in the in that way back part of your brain. It's just still in there a little bit. And every now and then it just makes an appearance and you just feel inclined and you feel obligated to eat everything on your plate because you just you, <laughs> like like I just mentioned a million times here, your body and brain thinks you're, it's going to go back into starvation mode because you've restricted for years. Like I have multiple years of evidence of restriction for my body. So it just assumes I'm going to go back to that, even though I'm not. But that's just how I've experienced the restrict binge mentality with 
um, finishing everything on my plate. And that's probably like one of the biggest culprits, if not the biggest culprit, why that still happens to me. Like the, you know, using food as a reward, like the comments you hear growing up, like don't finish or you can't eat this till you finish this. And like, don't let go to waste. Like that happens and that's common. And that's like definitely plays a factor. But I think just because I have years, years of experience, I guess, of having disordered eating, eating disorder tendencies, like because I have those, um, that's where I find the need to finish my plate. That's where I feel it's the most common because I have all those years of restriction and binge binging and all that. Um, I think that's where it comes up the most. Um, so that's probably the biggest culprit. And like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm unfortunately, I'm sure a few of you can relate to that. Um, so yeah, just fuck the <laughs> restrict binge mentality. It's just, I, it's garbage. Okay. So we have a couple more here that I wrote down on my list and this next one, um, I don't know how common it is. I just know it's, it happens to me and it's when you're at like a special occasion or you're on vacation or you're just somewhere you haven't been before and you have a food you've never eaten before and um, you feel the need to eat as much of it as possible because you don't know when or if you're ever going to have that food again. And I think out of, this is what the fourth segment. So I think out of the four segments, I think this is the most, um, I don't even want to say acceptable, but like, this is where I would see it the most in the general population. Like, you know, those like, including those who don't have, or including those who have never struggled with food to the extent that I, or someone else who struggled with an eating disorder, disordered eating have like, cause I'll see, um, if I'm just out with people and like, we're somewhere where we have this like once in a lifetime kind of food and like all of us will pretty much overeat on it. Even if someone who I'm with has never struggled with food before, like, cause you, you just feel the need to, because like, you don't know the next time you're going to have it. Uh, or if you'll ever, ever have it again. Like I'm trying to think of it like a real life example of this food I have, but I no, literally nothing is coming to my, to my mind right now. It's still pretty early in the morning when I'm recording this. So my brain's still like not turned on yet, but, um, yeah. So if you're ever at like a venue or like, uh, I don't know if there's just like, I don't even know. Like, say, for example, there's like this penny a la vodka pizza, like pasta on pizza. How many times are you going to have that in your life? I don't know. Um, maybe you have it all the time. But for me, I don't have it a lot. So you just using that as an example. Uh, if I were to have that at some special occasion, some special venue, some vacation, I would feel inclined to eat. I keep saying inclined, but I would I would feel the need to overeat on that because I don't know when I'm going to have that again. But to combat this, when you break it down, so I'll use this penne alavaca pizza, for example. The penne alavaca pizza consists of uh, pasta, sauce, cheese, bread. All of those things I can have at any time. <laughs> I, I don't need to be at some special like wedding or trip to have bread like I or sauce or cheese or like, like the, all these ingredients are accessible wherever. So I, I, when, I, when, like, when I keep that in the back of my head, when I'm at a special occasion where I know there's a certain food that I've never seen before and tastes really good and I just want to keep eating. Um, when I notice that, I just remind myself that, you know, 95% of these ingredients that are making this once in a lifetime food really good, I can eat whenever, <laughs> uh, you know, when I'm living my day-to-day -day normal life. And yeah, obviously it's not going to taste the same and it's not going to be to the extent and to the magnitude of what this current food I'm eating is that's this once in a lifetime food. It's not going to be the same, but it's like, it kind of helps calm the nerves and it helps me, um, 
feel more in tune with how much of this food I'm eating. And like, just generally speaking, like if you overeat on something, like it's okay. Like it's, it's fine. Like it's totally normal. Like the, just prefacing like this whole episode, like overeating is fine. Eating past the point of fullness every now and then is okay. It's just when it becomes excessive and just like everything, like, you know, too much of anything is a bad thing. So too much of eating past the point of fullness can just become, um, negative uh just in general but like we all like humans overeat that's just what happens like you know you could be um just i don't know caught in a conversation you you just lose train of thought you just and then 20 minutes go by you've eaten way more than you usually do and you start to feel sick or like you just you stress eat like i like it's all normal like it, it happens um but you know this is really just me explaining why i feel like i do um but yeah with this example just like <laughs> Cause there, I, I, I know there's going to be times again, where I eat like this once in a lifetime, never going to have it again, food. And in my head, I started to get a little bit anxious and be like, Oh, I got to eat as much of this as possible. Uh, and Oh, another big thing with this one is that, uh, the first bite and the last bite or the first bite and like, and like the 20th bite taste the same. So that also helps me not overeat way too much because Every single bite is the exact same. It tastes the same. I mean, obviously, if you're eating like a a seven layer cake or something, I guess it's a little bit different. But like for the most part, uh, if you're eating a food, the first bite will taste very close, if not the exact same as the twentieth bite you take. Um, like it's not going to gradually taste better the more you eat it. <laughs> um, so that also helps me not, uh, or that also helps me pre- prevent a state of overeating or eating way past the point of fullness with a new food. And just that goes with all foods too. Um, it doesn't just have to be like a food you've eaten for the first time or, or will never eat again. That goes with all foods. Like the first bite, I guess it's, it's not going to taste better as you keep eating it. Um, if anything, it starts to taste not worse, but just like you start to feel full and like it tastes bland and like, it's just not the same as when you first started eating and you were hungry. Um, cause food tastes a lot better when you're hungry for it. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I don't know, I'm sidetracking a little bit here, but yeah, this one just, so if you're ever in a situation where you, there's this new food that you're not sure if you're ever going to have again, um, just keep in mind that, you know, the first bite is the same as the 20th bite and, um, all the ingredients or the majority of the ingredients that are found in that food, you can have whenever in your day-to-day life. So it's not like you're never going to have that food again. Like I said, even though it's just, it's not the exact same, but for the most part, you're going to be able to have the majority of that food again. So try not to let that sway you into eating past the point of fullness. All right. So I have one more on my list and this is something I no longer do, but I did up until I want to say like 2020. So like two years ago, um, I did for a couple of years here and I'm sure with all these couple of you can relate to this one as well. And uh, so basically I used to save up my calories, meaning <laughs> back when I would track calories, which I don't do anymore, but I would track calories. I never tracked macros, surprisingly not. Um, but yeah, back when I had good old uh, my fitness pal and I was tracking calories, I would always um, save up the majority of my calories for the end of the day. Um so naturally during the day i would be really hungry i was eating like high volume low calorie foods all day long just to like build up this uh excuse me this this huge dinner and this huge late night snack dessert whatever you want to call it like i would save up so many of my calories it almost felt like a game 
like like the more you keep doing it the more it starts to feel like a game it's like oh how many or like like can i scale back even more today than i did yesterday like can i so i could have even more later on in the day and the more you do that and like the further you scale back obviously that means the more you have to eat later to hit your caloric needs um so when you do that say you have x amount of calories to fulfill um by the end of the day and you know you're coming up on your big meal that you've just been saving up for all day and you're ravishly hungry because you've eaten nothing basically all day like you're starving you could eat anything in sight right away you're setting yourself up for failure in terms of um eating past the point of fullness because uh for a couple of reasons like one if you're just like i know for me if i'm like ravishly hungry i'm starving i'm just gonna eat without thinking and i'm gonna eat way too fast and i'm just gonna get full way too fast but i like want to keep eating it's just like it's just it's a recipe for disaster so that's one and the second thing is too in my head I'd be thinking, oh, like I've already, I've only eaten like half of this uh, dish that contains 70% of my daily caloric needs in it. I've only eaten half of it and I'm already feeling full. But if I stop eating, I'm only going to be fulfilling uh, like half of my calorie needs for the day. So I, I have to finish this whole thing, even though I'm already full. Um, so that right there, it's like you feel the need to eat so much more than you need to because I was so enamored on hitting the certain number of calories for the day. And if I didn't do that, um, then I was just going to be under fueling myself because I didn't finish this huge plate of food that contains 70% of my caloric needs. Cause I just saved them all up for right now for this huge, for this huge ass meal that I've been saving and thinking about all day. Cause I was pretty much not eating anything in the, during the actual day. It was just, it's just a huge, just like I said earlier, just huge recipe for disaster. And, um, <laughs> it's just crazy how long I did that for. Like I said, I stopped doing that about two years ago when I was like, what am I like? What's the actual point of this? Cause like, I would rather, <laughs> I would rather eat more throughout the day and actually enjoy my food and like not feel sick every night. Cause like after, cause like, obviously I would end up eating that whole plate. Cause I was like, oh, I don't want to, um, leave any calories on the on my plate because i i saved all of them up for right now i didn't want to leave any on my plate so obviously i would eat the whole thing and i would just feel like physically sick like i would feel disgusting i would feel so bloated so hor- like i just felt horrible i felt i could barely walk like it felt horrible but i did this every single day because i wanted to save my calories up for what like when you think about it what was i even saving my calories up for what so i could like get the shitty stuff out of the way now meaning like the the lower calorie uh, high volume stuff, get the shitty stuff out of the way so I can reward. I'm going back to the rewards. Wow. I just had a huge realization. You go back to the rewards that I was talking about in the first thing, finishing food to give yourself more food like that. Wow. That was, that was a crazy, uh, epiphany right there. Um, yeah. So I don't know the, it's just saving up calories. I really don't recommend it. I mean, like I said, I'm not going to tell anyone how to eat because that's just not my place, not my business, but like, I wouldn't recommend saving up your calories for later. Like it seems like a fun idea, it really does, but um, <laughs> you're just going to physically feel gross and you're going to be th- – this is another thing too. You're going to be thinking about food all day long and when you do this because <laughs> if you save your biggest meal for the end of the day, you're going to be craving that meal all day. That's all you're going to be thinking about. You're just going to want the hours to just go by as quickly as possible. You're going to not be – you can't really concentrate on what you're doing. You can't concentrate on your schoolwork, your actual work. Uh, anything because you're all you're thinking about is this gigantic meal you're going to have but even when you have that meal 
when you and, and when you eventually have that meal, you're just gonna physically feel like shit and like be like, well, what did I just do that for? And then you repeat the cycle again the next day and the next day, and it's just like it's just so pointless because like, like like I said, why are you even doing that? Like why like talking to myself? Why was I even doing that? It's just like I don't know. It it really just blows my mind some of the things that I used to do. Like I was thinking about this morning. This is like totally off topic. Well, not totally off topic, but I was just like thinking to myself this morning, like. Like I really used to fast for 16 hours every day because I thought intermittent fasting would work. <laughs> so I would, I literally would wait 16 hours. Cause like now that I, like I, I eat, you know, right when I wake up, but I'm hungry. I'm one of those people where like now it's like, I'm one of those people where it's like, I eat the first thing when I wake up, like I'm hungry immediately. So I just like, couldn't even imagine that I would wait until like 11, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock to eat breakfast. Like I just like, couldn't believe that. So I don't know, just it's so crazy the the extents that like diet culture mindsets can lead us to. I, I don't know. And saving up calories is one of them. So um, yeah, like I said, I highly don't recommend this one, but I can't tell you to do anything. It's not my place. But yeah, saving up calories was just not good for me. <laughs> okay, so that was everything I had on my list. I'm sure there's a couple other reasons why I would why at times I still feel the need to eat past fullness. I really am trying to get better with this. Like um i always say like the little joke i have is with intuitive eating oh you know i i have the hunger part down but the <laughs> but the fullness part is still a work in progress um because <laughs> I, I do want to get to a place where i can intuitively eat all the time uh, i know that i don't know how realistic that is i mean because like i said you know we all overeat for human beings like it's just it's natural it's gonna happen so i don't know how <laughs> um i don't know how successful that could actually be if i could get down intuitive eating um hundred percent success rate. I don't know how possible that is, but, um, but yeah, I just, um, I, I hope these reasonings and, and, uh, I guess some tips I put in there could be helpful if you find yourself eating past the point of fullness, cause it's just going to happen. It's just part of life. Like I keep saying, but, um, it's important to not shame yourself for it, guilt yourself for it. If it happens, have compassion for yourself. Um, and just remember that the food's gonna go to waste regardless. <laughs> that's just, I don't know. Every time I hear that, that's just, I just think it's really funny. I don't know. Cause you know, you get it, but yeah. So I hope these helped and um, yeah, really, really appreciate you listening to this episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Bobby podcast. If you found this episode relatable, if you resonated with it in any way, if it made you feel less alone, that's truly amazing. That's incredible. Um, because that's the goal of this podcast. I really want to make and help others feel less alone, whatever they're going through, because this, this stuff is tough, you know, like ED recovery is tough and I never want anyone to feel alone in this. Cause I know there were times I felt alone. So, um, I never want anyone to feel alone. So if you, um, found this episode enjoyable, make sure to subscribe to this podcast, check out my TikToks. Um, I will leave all those links in the description. I really appreciate you listening. You're all the best. Have a great rest of your day.